Your Complete Healthcare Center presents Conversations with MIT Medical, Care for the Community, with Melanie Cole. Although MIT students as a group drink less than other college students nationwide, they can still get into trouble with drinking. So how can you determine if your loved one has a drinking problem and what resources are available at MIT to determine and screen for that? My guest today is Dr. Simon Lejeune. He's a psychiatrist and associate chief of mental health at MIT Medical. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lejeune. So how can students assess whether or not they have a drinking problem and how can they distinguish between normal drinking from problem drinking? Well, it's actually quite difficult for students in the sense that being a a college student is one of the times when people have quite a lot of social pressure, and it's it's normal to drink a lot in in certain groups of students and also to have a kind of binge drinking pattern. Um, And so people can sort of be in that pattern and have it uh, not be problematic, um, and other people can have the same kind of pattern, and it can be problematic. And um, also, some people, when college is over, they change to a totally different pattern of drinking, and other people keep drinking in the same way or even accelerate their drinking, and those are the people that we worry about the most because they... um, their drinking is no longer established by social norms, but their drinking patterns are the result of their own habit. Um, So what we usually look at when we're trying to distinguish with any individual student is whether their patterns are changing and whether it's having an impact on their ability to do the things that they want to do. Um, So a student who values their academics, normally does well, has been missing class because they're hungover, and that's a change. That would be the kind of thing that you would worry about. Um, And the other thing that we look at is whether people are getting into trouble, meaning if people engage in behavior that they later feel bad about, um, or uh, they end up in situations where they feel uncomfortable or taken advantage of, um, uh, those are also signs that the drinking is a problem for that particular student. Are these signs and symptoms, and I want to discuss a few more of them, are they things that you would notice in yourself, or is this something that you are more likely to have somebody else notice about you? Um, I mean, I think what you would notice in yourself would be that uh, you find yourself doing things that you wouldn't normally think of yourself as doing. Um, either like not doing things academically or getting involved in social uh, events or potentially, um, you know, doing things that are embarrassing. Um, Those things people notice in themselves, um, but often it's more that other people notice the changes in in the student. And uh, that's more often when things come to attention. It's uh, the result of other people noticing it and and, uh, making some kind of intervention or reaching out for help. Dr. Lejeune, some students drink regularly, but don't drink or pass out, don't binge drink. Maybe their grades haven't been affected. So does that mean that they don't have a problem or is there the functional situation that could be going on? Frequently, students with that pattern uh, don't have a problem um, and that their drinking is 
very much sort of determined by their social situation and their friends and the kinds of things that they like to do together with their friends. Um, and uh, as long as they're, I mean, you mentioned that they don't binge drink, they don't pass out, and their grades aren't affected. I mean, you would also want to be sure that they're not um, doing things when they're drinking with their friends that they feel bad about later as well. Um, but if none of those things are, are happening, um, this might well be sort of a stable pattern for their time in school, and it's not a problem. Um, if the behavior continued after school at the same intensity, um, that might be a different story. Um, what would you like to tell people if they notice some of those red flags in their friends, in their loved ones, or in themselves? What is the first thing that you would want them to do? Well, the, the, I think the best thing is if the person talks to the person that they're worried about. Um, this, Does that work, Dr. Lejeune? Does that work talking to your friend or is that just sometimes that could be sort of a barrier because then they shut you down? Well, I, th I think you have to go into it with certain expectations. Um, the person's not going to be pleased that you're talking to them. They might well be quite angry with you and you do run the risk of them uh, rejecting you. That's uh, part of their you know, becoming less of a friend, I would say. Um, all of those things may be worth it, though, if you do have an impact. Um, in terms of whether it works or not, I, you know, when people do start to get control of their drinking, frequently what they say, at least to me when I've talked to them in therapy, and I've heard this also from you know, people who are not patients in my life as well, that it's often someone talking to them that it gets in there and it kind of sits in, in their mind and they... Um, and it does have an impact in the long run, I would say. Okay, so you've talked to your friend. Maybe they've taken it well or not. Then what is the next step for that person? And what resources are available to students who struggle with alcoholism or are concerned about their use of alcohol? Well, um, if you've talked to your friend and you've been you know, quite specific about the behavior that you've that you're concerned about, the changes in them that you may have seen, the things that they do that aren't characteristic of them. And you do this all in a, in a very sort of, from what we call the I position, basically saying, I've seen this, I'm worried about this, as opposed to saying, you do this, you know, you've changed. You say, I observe that you've changed. If you try those things and there's no impact, the next thing to do is to get other people involved. And um, you can talk to, uh, you know, someone in your dormitory, a housemaster, a um, graduate resident tutor. Um, you can talk to people in the fraternity or sorority that are officers. Um, sometimes people even talk to people's family um, because uh, sometimes someone who sort of has in a more powerful position will have more impact. Uh, there are a lot of resources available um, at MIT. There's the uh, what's called CDSA, which is um, at part of Student Life, uh, which is where uh, Don Camilio in particular is involved in both substance abuse assessment and treatment. And often a way to get people involved in that is to say, you know, I don't know if you have a problem, but why don't you go get it checked out and they can have an assessment there. 
Um, they do offer individual alcohol counseling. There's also a facilitated group there uh, with uh, uh, someone who's an expert in running groups for people with alcohol or substance abuse problems. There's also a number of AA meetings on campus and certainly off campus, although frequently uh, an AA meeting is not something that someone will do as, as their first step. As well, um, a number of the clinicians at uh, mental health and counseling are trained in working with people in substance abuse and getting them connected to resources. Um, we have several individual clinicians in the community that we refer to who have are particularly strong in this area, as well as a couple of local pro programs. Um, there's an evening program, which can be very convenient for students because they can go and classes are over and it's close to campus. Um, there's also more extensive programs, some of which occur during the day. But we, you know, it doesn't, you can kind of start either place uh, with mental health and counseling or with CDSA and uh, get the help you need and get directed to what would be the, the best form of treatment. And to wrap it up in the last few minutes, Dr. Lejeune, what should students do if they're concerned about a friend's drinking? Tell them what you really want them to know and the first thing that you think that they should do to look for help for that friend at MIT Medical. Um, I mean, I think the first thing to do is to Know, tell the person that you're concerned and tell them that there are resources. And I think that uh, probably the sort of lowest barrier is to tell them to come and you, you sort of say, I, you know, I don't really know if you have a problem or if this is getting out of control, but, you know, I'd feel better if you just talk to somebody who could assess it with you. And um, and they could either come into mental health and have that happen, or they could make an appointment over at CDSA and get some kind of assessment there also. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're listening to Conversations with MIT Medical. And for more information, you can go to medical.mit.edu. That's medical.mit.edu. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.